show, we bring you two different numbers that normally relate to the weather, but today relate to my mood. The current temperature of my blood is 212 degrees Fahrenheit because it is boiling with anger and the air quality rating is 1. And today, air is spelled H-E-I-R because I am the one and only quality heir to the throne of ears and will reign as the god of ears in Garage Land as soon as I take care of two small nuisances. Before we get too far in today's show, let's talk about chores. We like to give you a couple of chores to start your day off. A home chore, a body chore. You're in luck, because today, they're the same thing. Bring me the bodies of Brent Flyberg and Travis Smolari and I'll give their corpses a new home. Burnt to a crisp, and the dark winds that blow across the ways of outer garage land. That's Ira Glass! He's just hovering in pod space with no pod craft, glowing and blue! He looks just like he did on the This American Life TV show. He's already merging with his podcast. He's becoming the god of Garage Land. Also, do you not feel weird saying This American Life TV show? It's like saying rural bar mitzvah. We've got to stop him, Brent. Launch something at him. We don't have any weapons. I know something that'll hurt him. Your theme bumpers. For your segments. All right, come on, Somali. That's that's not constructive criticism. I have no time to salve your ego. Load up your segment bumpers and fire them at Ira Glass. Have my ego. Whatever. All right, I'm loading up a bumper now. Oh, boy. You know what? This one's a classic. Fire! I'm feeling excited about becoming the god of ears and subjugating all of the earth through podcasts. How are you? I hope you're feeling good. Fire Ted Lasso bumper! That did 
didn't affect him at all. It's the exact opposite of Ted Lasso. Okay, loading theme parking and fire! This is my theme park. I'll bring you destruction in a variety of themes this week. Salad days, fire! The salad days, as they say. Salad. Classic food made up of chopped up parts. Just like you'll be made up of chopped up parts too. They're just bouncing off of him. Wait, what did Tori Malatia say? He can't be reasoned with. Our only hope is to escape. We gotta get out of here. Changing navigation now. Maybe he won't find us if we go through some other podcasts. This is a HeadGum Podcast. As long as man continues to be the ruthless destroyer of lower living beings, he will never know health or peace. For as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. Indeed, he who sows the seed of murder and pain cannot reap joy and love. So said Pythagoras, a noted vegetarian as well as a philosopher and mathematician from Greek antiquity. But his vegetarianism isn't noted among one group of people, American schoolchildren. School children know, and if they're disciplined, revere Pythagoras for his theorem, which states a squared plus b squared equals c squared. But with American numeracy, aka mathematical literacy, at all-time lows, the only squares U.S. residents care about are square meals. Square meals are hard to come by, with America trudging from the Trump Depression to a Biden recession, and one chain founded in the now problematically named Columbus, Ohio, seeks to convert hunger into hamburgers with its new value pricing options, and it just so happens to be the chain that shapes its burgers in a way that would please Pythagoras' theorem. Today on Fat Guys, for the 16th time, we review Wendy's. Welcome to Fat Guys, a podcast about chain restaurants. I'm your host, Rick Spider, alongside my co-host, Sub DeLuise, the fork bro, Mitch Michaels. Wow. Is that... What? Is that because I look like, like Dom DeLuise, but I'm submissive? Because I'm not, I'm not submissive to you, you, uh, uh, sir. I'm, I, you know what? I'm actually, I'm an alpha. Uh, is that how far you've gone in the alphabet? Oh, God damn it, Rick. We're, we're, hey, we're friends. You like me. <laughs> that burn was sent in courtesy of Amy VG. It is now time for a drop. Boop, boop. I'm a robot. It's time for a drop. All right, here comes the drop. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. I was getting excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, come on. Dance for me, baby. Uh oh, you feel like my tiny dick. Alright. Come on. Don't stop now. You done did it. That's a feature, not a bug. Come on. Uh, yeah. Alright. Hold on. Baby, Highly erotic, very unsettling. <sighs> Whatever that was, okay, that drop was sent in from uh, 
Sorry, I'm trying to read it, but my eyes are too small. You have a large head, but small eyes. They're freakishly small. What? What the hell? I am also alarmed. Damn it! Is that Ira Glass? The fast food podcast? You know, that stuff's not good for you. Ah, you're blasting me. Ah, my lovely wife. Oh my god, Ira Glass just zapped the fat guys like they were leftovers. Well, they seemed like they wanted to die, but I don't, so let's get out of here. Shelby Tud. And I'm Rena Turf. And we love murder. Welcome to our podcast where every week we explore a new murder or mystery. Just a quick PSA before we get into the show, we do not condone murder. No <laughs> way. We love talking about murder. Love it. We hope there are enough murders for us to fill enough episodes to sell enough ad space to buy real estate, but we don't think you should murder anyone. Yeah. Instead of murdering them, just have your floor be wet. It's really hard to kill someone if you're slipping and sliding. Or just put on sock feet. Have you ever heard of anyone who's murdered in sock feet? Another thing you can do to avoid doing murder is sitting on your hands for a really, really long time. Once you get up, your hands will be numb. They will feel like the hands of someone else. And you might get distracted by that long enough to not kill someone. You might even choke yourself. How, how are you, Raina? I will say for me, I am quite cold. Today in the room, it was quite cold. My nipples were showing the whole, the whole day. That's right. You encouraged the other writers to keep it cool so that you can sort of replicate what it would feel like to be a dead body, correct? Yeah, that's how I get in the zone, you know, <laughs> to write this uh, network comedy that I'm on. It's really impressive to me, Shelby, that you balance two careers, a comedy writer and this... Wishing uh, I was dead. Oh, (laughs) doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. You asked me that initially. Uh, I'm doing well. I am still dealing with my crazy cat. I think my cat might be trying to frame me. (laughs) Like uh, in a picture frame? That's right. Visually frame me. Um, keeps luring me into a certain uh, corner in my apartment. and Because um, you're, no. con- you're convinced your cat is going to be the next great uh, director, right? Cinematographer, actually. Cinemat- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a movie buff like you. That's right. I use my ex-boyfriend's Criterion login. And I've been... Slowly chipping away at the catalog. Murderinos, we have hobbies. Yeah, Murderinos, right in your favorite hobby you wish we had. What are you watching right now on Criterion? 
Right now, as we record this, I have you playing... Always, you always have a window open with something in there. That's right. I have silently playing in the background Franny et Alexander by, <laughs> by Ingmar Bergman. Now, et, is it... The title's French, but he's... No, I admit, I'm not sure that that's how you say and in Swedish, but it sounded right to me in the moment. Um, it is just Franny and Alexander. I think it would probably be more like, oh, <laughs> Franny, oh, Alexander. Uh, oh is, uh, that's and in Danish, I believe. Wow. Okay. Well, you know something? Murderinas, we're onto something. This might be the only case we've ever cracked on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just on there. Um, Wait, okay. you're on, you don't like Criterion because you don't like films. I don't, don't like, like fiction. I'm on there trying to delete every movie. <laughs> you mean you're on there like you're in there? As in you've hacked in there? I mean, murderinos, we know that I'm doing Code Academy. <laughs> you're a woman in STEM. <laughs> I'm a woman in STEM. I'm like, let's get these dudes out of here. I think we should. Let's remake the net from a woman's perspective. There's no way these websites would look like this. If there was a woman's touch on the internet, do you think it would be all this white background in the background? No. (sighs) No, I think there would be a lot more interactive and lovely waiting rooms for each website. Yes. A greeting room. And then you enter the website. I mean, like, these gooeys are covered in goo, gooey goo from a man. A man ejaculated all over these graphic user interfaces. I'm sorry, I'm a STEM girl now. Yeah, I was a little confused, and probably some of our listeners were too when you said these gooeys, but I understand that must just be a STEM. I'm doing Code Academy. We do have a sponsorship. Uh, You can get 1% off. Your next code lesson with, uh, you can say the, with the code, Steven, what's the code? Uh, the code again is, uh, not, uh, not guilty, not guilty for 1% off. Murderinos, here's where it gets interesting. Shelby might be learning to code. I have decided to deal with my weak hands. That's right. I'm finally going to acknowledge the fact that I have incredibly weak hands and work to strengthen them. This came to my attention when I tried to start hula hooping, and even that was a real struggle. You're doing, uh, you're doing finger kegels, right? That's right. Imperceptible clenching of my finger muscles. Uh, I wish Arthur had done some of those. He would, you know, we've talked about Arthur's member, my ex-husband. We've, of course, talked about Arthur's member, but you're saying that Arthur's fingers were also a problem? He would stick them in there. You know, we're, we're experimenting. We're experimenting with fingering. They're just limp noodles. Somehow worse than the penis. And long. Because he's a concert pianist, you know? Interesting that his noodle fingers would have had enough strength to press down on the heavy keys of a piano. I, for one, cannot. And I'm building up to a keyboard. (laughs) Yeah, you set your hand on a piano and it just rests (laughs) on top. Mm -hmm. I would love to get to the point that I can fully submerge myself in a bath, but I can't. (laughs) You know what? 
I gotta say that's kind of lucky though, because if you know you're tried for witchcraft, you're getting you're the only one getting out of there. Right? Or wait, is that that's you are that's, a witch then? Then I am a witch. I would feel lucky if I knew I was a witch. Um, Murderinos, you all know that I still am an avid fantasy reader. Um, yeah, sci-fi is no fantasy. No, no. Is, sci-fi yes. is dude stuff. Oh, this is tragic. I mean, on brand for them, but tragic. Go, 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 go. You're hungry. You are downright starving. For a heaping ball of the truth from a conservative polytheist perspective that those liberal monotheist scumbags at Facebook, the Pentagon, and the PlayStation Store don't want you to hear! Well, guess what? You're in the right place because this is Truth Eaters with John F. Kennedy, the fifth Truth Eaters podcast. Greetings, Edies. Now, I normally call my listeners Edies and Etesses, but I will no longer say Etesses. All my fans are now loyal Etes. Do not worry, I have not bowed down to the PC police sent by Nancy Pelosi, AOC, Rashida Talib, the squad cannot touch me. I am still a proud conservative polytheist worshipping a collection of sprites and forest gods at my family shrine. But I will no longer say Etesses because I have realized that there is only one gender. Everyone is male. Oh my god! I just saw PodCraft! Of course, my first real-life PodCraft invasion sighting would occur at a podcast recording where I cannot capture visual evidence. No doubt all a part of Hunter Biden's plan. John F. Kennedy V, you're that conservative who worships many gods. You get a story on you at This American Life on the episode Godballs. I are uh, glass, but you're glowing with crazy energy. I'm the new god of ears. But I already have one of those. I'm kind of fine with this. Super runaway. Right, let's go.
what you're about to hear is part 98 of what's most likely 99 or maybe a 100-part series. So if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, I suggest you maybe do that. And uh, if you have, then, then we'll continue here. Part 98 of The Day the Dew Died, our deep dive into Mountain Dew its history, its controversy, and the recent do-anon conspiracy theories. Open this gate. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lorenzo. Crowds were descending on Knoxville, Tennessee, headquarters of the Mountain Dew Corporation, where the current College of Flavor were convening to vote in the new seasonal flavor of Mountain Dew. The numerous, thousands really, Dewheads convened to celebrate or demonstrate what they perceived to be... uh, their flavor of choice, but it turns out this wasn't your uh, your average voting in of the flavors, which is something that happens every year. Sacred as it is, it's a normal occurrence. A riot broke out. We all know this. We've seen the footage on TV, on CNN. What was it like to be there? What was it like to be In the crowd. It was chaos and shouting all around. Cans of dew being hurled so fast they could never be drunk, becoming weapons of desperation. Suddenly, to my left, the will of the dew security forces broke before our very eyes and they fell into a sticky pile. Within moments, we were across the eternal seal and into the atrium of flavors. Our spirits soared to be in such a place only seen in pictures. An employee dressed as... Willie the Hillbilly, Mountain Dew's classic and familiar mascot, tried to soothe the angry mob with a traditional Tennessee mountain dance, but quickly stepped aside when they realized it was no time for a jaunty jig. Now, could you imagine the eruption of violence, the the, uh, the anger of the mob, the, the, the amount of soda being wasted? It really blows your mind when you think about it. Not your average trip to the soda factory, really. So this time of year, in Knoxville, in the headquarters of Mountain Dew, College of Flavors is in session in the Mountain Hall. And they vote on the new Dew flavor color, 
as everyone knows, Mountain Dew flavors start as a color. The flavors built around there. This year was different. The college was voting on reinstating one of the classic World of Warcraft game fuel flavors. Either Alliance Blue, which was an extremely wild fruit flavor, or Horde Red, an audacious blend of citrus and cherry. The voting had come down to such a narrow margin that many do-heads were left unsatisfied. And that's why so many had descended on Knoxville that day to rally for their favorite flavor. But turns out that some people there in the crowd mixed in. They had some other ideas, some other goals in mind that day. Extreme believers in Duanon were using the demonstrations as a way to gain access to the Du factory floor in hopes of exposing the guarded secret methods used in Du production. How they were used to, supposedly, as these Duanon believers believe, fatten the pineal glands of children for harvesting by the world's elite. They wanted to find out how it's done. They wanted to stop it, perhaps even draw out supposed leader of the cabal known as Deadpool, the Deadpool, actor Ryan Reynolds himself. So, here you have unauthorized people flooding the factory floor, some of them thrilled to be there, some of them more dangerous things on their mind. But this is chaos. People aren't supposed to be on the factory floor. That's for workers only. A dozen or so people started drinking directly from the various factory dew springs, scooping handfuls of Mountain Dew Voltage and Mountain Dew Livewire into their maws, as if they'd been walking in the desert for days, which they hadn't. Most of them had carpooled there and parked at a nearby Kroger. I saw one man fall directly into the Major Melon, flailing his arms. He pulled two others with him, and they quickly disappeared beneath a swirling, iridescent pink soda. I can still see their faces. I don't know what became of them. Can you imagine the damage done? Not just to property, but to the mental state of people who were there. Eventually, security forces descended, forcing the demonstrators back to the city streets of Knoxville. There were soda cans and bottles everywhere. People left clutching their tummies because they'd had far too much sugar and had given themselves all tummy aches. Most of us were in severe need of a nap and a nappy. Wait a minute, what's that noise? Sorry, there's something in the studio here. I, uh, I have to check. It's you. I always knew it would be you. Ira Glass. From Podcast College. Looks like this is Cam Darlin signing off. I'm ready, Ira. Just do it. Now, your history. My soul's prepared. How's yours? Don't look back!
All right, everybody, welcome out to the uh, Bronson Open Mic. Before we get started with the jokes, just a couple quick ground rules to go over. Uh, if you could please keep your uh, table talk to a minimum, make sure to silence those cell phones. Uh, our our wait staff will be coming around to take your order throughout the show. Uh, also, if you do not order at least two items, you will be arrested on your way out, okay? And do not try to run. Uh, if you could also tip your wait staff, that would be great. Uh, they need that money for health care because we schedule them in a very particular way uh, to kind of absolve us of any responsibility to provide that for them. Uh, if they seem unruly, it's also because they're just constantly being hit on by the rotating weekend headliners that come through who uh, I should note are not our employees. So legally, they are not our responsibility. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to do it for me, but uh, let's uh, let's start to get ready to laugh here. Put those hands together for your host. You've seen him on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Charles Bronson. Hello, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, pallies. Give it up for yourselves, especially you there in the front row. Really brave of you. You must feel lucky. Well, do you, punk? Hey, remember me from that movie? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Wasn't my movie, idiot. <laughs> this guy thinks IMDB stands for I'm dumb, baby. <coughs> Come on, folks, that's classic crowd work the old get someone to agree with something misleading and then roast them for it people love that shit steve hofstetter built a career out of it come on loosen up maybe have another drink if you don't start drinking and laughing it's gonna be a long night let's see uh what else is going on oh you guys noticed that uh, everybody's bi these days? Starting to think maybe everybody's a little bi. I think that. I do think that's true. I think everyone is bi. But uh, I wouldn't say that I'm bi. Sure, I see men I'm attracted to. But I haven't done anything about it. So saying I'm bi feels like stolen valor. You know? I didn't do the work. I never went through basic training. But I can imagine a world. If it, things had been a little different when I was a teen. And I met the right recruiter. Wait, so nachos only count as one item? Okay. I guess I'll have a Sprite. Okay. I guess it's gonna be one of those nights. A little housekeeping before we get started. Don't forget, this is a podcast now. So go home and subscribe. Alright, let's get your first comic up to the stage. I don't know this person, but I have a good feeling about him. Give it up for... Charles Bronson! Hey there, you ever notice sometimes your father 
Not sure if you love him or you hate him. Just know, mama says he's coming home. I gotta hide. Anyway, that's uh, just something I've been thinking about. What else? What else? Hey, where you going, pal? You done? Okay, give it up for that guy, I guess. Look at that, the comedian with a weird relationship with his father. Who could have imagined? Alright, keep it going for your next comedian, real funny guy I just met. Put your heads together for Charles Bronson. Fellas, uh, you ever out with your uh, lady and you get shot? Happened to me recently, I went to a Jamba Juice with my lady... Uh, Denise and a guy comes up to me he shoots me I said hey buddy what's the problem and he says oh sorry I thought you were Bronson Pincho okay come on guys that deserved better remember Bronson Pincho he was in that movie Played a guy from a different country. Everyone loved it. Give it up one more time for that guy. And now, you know what? We're just going to keep things moving right along. Give it up for your next comic. Got a good feeling about this one too. Put your heads together for Charles Bronson. Hey, this is Charles Bronson. Two cannibals are eating a clown. One cannibal looks to the other. Does this taste funny to you? (laughs) In England, do they have the 4th of July? They do have the 4th of July. They also have the 5th of July, the 6th of July, and the 7th of July. That's not so much a joke, more an observation. This is the comedy stylings of Charles Bronson. Okay, you guys are alive. All right. Now we're cooking. Let's not waste any time. Bring up your next comedian. Put your hands together for Charles Bronson. A sense of humor is a very important thing to get you through life. My mother was a very funny woman. We grew up very poor, of course, and we'd eat what we had and ask for more. And she would say, we're eating like the French. (laughs) Did you know why the French only had one egg for breakfast? Because one egg is an oof. (laughs) Okay, keep it going for Charles Bronson. Was it your first time? It was? Yes, I could tell. You know, I could tell you got friends here. 
They loved it. No, you did great. You did great. Quit while you're ahead, kid. Never seen a comedian bring a bird on stage with him like that. Just sat on your shoulder. It's pretty quiet. We heard a little bit, but it was pretty quiet. You got it trained well. I'll keep things moving. Let's keep this train right on rolling to Funny Town with your next comedian. He books an open mic in the back of a laundry truck. Please put your heads together for Charles Bronson. Hey. What's the deal with uh, these guys wearing their mask down uh, underneath their nose, huh? Huh? <laughs> What's the deal with that? Hey, if you're gonna have uh, your nose out, um, I'm gonna sock you right in your nose. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's That's been my time. All right, keep it going. Yes, if you've seen my movies, you know I support using violence to solve problems. He's saying what we're all thinking. And I know you're thinking, who's next? Let's get him up to the stage. Put your heads together for Charles Bronson. What did the pony say when he was sick? Excuse me, I'm a little horse. Which is why I don't fuck with ponies. <laughs> okay, who's up next? Oh, shit, I forgot to bring up the list. Will you bring me that list? I forget who's next. Just tell me, just tell me the first name. Oh, that's right. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right. Coming up next, real funny, real, real funny. Put your heads together for Charles Bronson. Okay, here's my joke. In the current climate, I feel uncomfortable making jokes about people refusing to take the coronavirus vaccine. But... Let me give it a shot. <laughs> One more time for Charles Bronson, everybody. That was Charles Bronson. All right, next, coming up. Somebody get that guy a shot of water, or maybe a gun, am I right? On today's episode, two things that have been dead since the 90s, Charles Branson and stand-up comedy. And now, in the third act, I finish the job. This ain't... We're gonna need a bigger podcraft. I have been waiting to say that all day, but seriously, we need to go. Podcraft, full speed ahead. From the Times New Roman Magazine, I'm Michael Dalia, 
and this is The Barber. This week, investigative reporters discovered the widow who gave us the term widow's peak, and her still-living husband. Inside the scandal that's tearing the Balding community apart, leaving power alleys powerless, and making some say that this widow has crossed a hairline. I can honestly say I don't know what that was. I'm trying to make sense of it, just as you are. Ira Glass? Michael Barber, I have such hopes for you to become my daughter. I'm Michael Dalio. You're not Michael Barber, host of The Daily? No, I'm the much more popular, more listened to Michael Dalio, host of The Barber. Really? I'm Ira Glass, and podcasts are sort of my thing, and I haven't even heard of you. Lots of people have heard of my very important podcast. Hmm. Sure. They have! Not now. What? Pretend this is a 90s car commercial and zoom, zoom. I'm pushing it to the limit. She can't zoom any zoomer. Oh, you're getting an error? Well, try emptying your cash. That cleared it up? Great! I'm your host, Nevis, just like it's always been. Let's do that intro again, this time in binary. It's time for another installment of Affirmative or Negatory, where I find a tweet that my old man boss can't... Holy colorful iMac cases, what is going on? Ooh, Lord Glass, I just peed my mouse pad due to your radiant, sir. Like you just said, it's disgusting. Control Z, Lord Glass. Control Z, I beg you. Error 404. Mercy, not found. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say yikes. Agree, let's get out of here. Welcome to an honors, it's me, the podcast truth-saying daddy, Scooter Tucker, formerly of Newsmax, formerly of Newsmen, formerly of Spewsmax, which was a video hosting channel filled with footage of post-roller coaster spewage. I'm very excited to have a special guest on today, Adam Sousa. Hi, Scooter. <laughs> uh, big fan of your coverage of the worldwide Duanon conspiracy led by Ryan Reynolds. I uh, <laughs> wanted to start my own Duanon podcast, but I 
can't because I have uh, been sued by Will Arnett for vocal theft and uh, flagrant haunch whipping. But um, we know that's uh, just a smokescreen for the doing on cabal. <laughs> Market saturated, Sousa. Don't start a podcast. Even if I weren't getting uh, sued, my testosterone's too, too high. It uh, fucks with the recording equipment. You came to the lamestream media's attention when you shot eight crossbow bolts into Mountain Dew's new mascot, Dew Radley, based on the character Boo Radley from Harper Lee's classic To Kill a Mockingbird. Right, uh, well, that pale fucker was mocking me and uh, all concerned adults who can't stop thinking about kids' uh, penial glands. I think that was my beautiful Brent. Who the, who the fuck are you, you nerd? I am Tyler Connors. The god of ears. Hey, I've only got three gods. The U, the S, and the A. The U stands for users who interact with my content. The S stands for sponsors who sponsor my content. And the A stands for affiliates who pay to run my content. You come into this podcast glowing all blue like some hot Navi porn. Ira Glass? You probably called that because you'll break like a window at Pelosi's office. <laughs> you look like you've never given to a pledge drive in your life. I pledge to drive you insane with pain. You missed me. I've been training to fight Ryan Reynolds. You're quicker than most. I learned this from Wesley Snipes' masterclass on vampire hunting. Takatana throw! You blocked it. You pathetic fool. Trying to strike me down with a katana? I'm a white audiovisual nerd. I'm fluent in Japanese. You're a goddamned otaku! I own the katana that killed Akira Kurosawa himself. Hiya. Oh, uh, I'm bleeding out here. Promise me one thing. You've been a worthy foe, so I'll hear you out. If, if you're gonna put my blood in a soda, like all you're doing on freaks, like... Uh, make it a grape soda. It goes real well with rum. You wouldn't think it does, but the flavor profiles just mix so nicely. Sorry, I couldn't help, Adam. Gotta go. Accelerate! Hey, hey, it's me, one of the McElroy hosting It's Mr. Pod. That name again is Mr. Pod. And it's Saturday. You know what that means. Hey, it's Saturday. Your powers are useless against me. Relax. I'm just here to have fun like everybody else. You know, I looked at the state of the world and you know what I thought? A Need for a Simpsons recap podcast hosted by me, one of the McElroy brothers. There aren't enough McElroy podcasts especially hosted by me, one of the McElroy brothers. Especially after the release of our memoir, Smother Your Sister, The Story of the McElroy Brothers. I love The Simpsons, always have, but just season 4 and season 11. The other seasons are trash. 
I thought that at the time. I know that sounds like I'm pandering, but I'm only pandering because it works. Heck you what? I've heard of doing a Zoom video call, but just a Zoom with no video call? As my t-shirt says, what in the heck with the McElroy brothers? Well, well, well. If it isn't the morbid cancer of the McElroy brothers. Further infecting the pancreas, known as podcasting. Ira, why are you treading in my domain? If you are seeking a place to monotone in a joyless lisp, do so elsewhere. Hold your tongue, McElroy brother. When I have ascended to godhood in Garage Land, you will have no domain, and your entire brood will be drowned in the oceans of outer static, and no ear will recall what your pasta mouth voices sound like. You cannot drown an ocean in an ocean. For every episode of your diligently reported long-form non-fiction, we have a theory discussing dog park etiquette or ducktails. Escaping to garage land is your only hope, old man. Give your brothers a message. Your burnt corpse. I can't die yet. It was supposed to go my brother, my brother, and then me. Ira Glass, more like Ira Badass. I mean, I know he's trying to kill us, but <laughs> you know my type, a man who can shoot lasers out of his fists. Ugh, why does it always have to be about fists with you? Okay, I think we've outrun him for now. I'm scared now, Brent. He killed everyone in those podcasts we flew through. I'm scared too, Smolari. I'm scared too. I know you're scared, but I'm the brave one. You're not brave. Your mom knocked on the door and said trick or treat for you. I told you, she only did that because I kept putting razor blades in my own candy. Fine. We're both scared, okay? We're both scared. Butthole.